and welcome to another episode of The Warrior Within the Woman. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and I want to welcome you this week as we dive into the Word of God. I believe that this message is meant for so many of you, maybe struggling through life right now, and I believe that God wants to speak life into you today. Amen. So let's get started. Some of you are here today listening to this podcast and maybe dealing with the circumstances that feel like it is consuming you. But God, I believe, has sent me here today for you to know that you are here for a purpose. Your life was not an accident. Your future is still in the palm of his hands, and the battles you have faced and will face are a holy, ordained setup from heaven. I believe that God is about to use the situation that maybe the situation that Satan has meant to harm you and destroy you and kill you and change this test into a mountain moving testimony. Maybe what you're facing and the giant you're facing today is going to bring you to your knees, falling on your knees and worship to grow in your relationship with God. Whatever the purpose may be, I truly believe, I believe God will use things for your good and his glory. The devil will use any tactic he can to make you feel like this is your end, to make you feel like this is going to be the end of your life, the end of your ministry. But honey, I'm here to tell you today, this is just the beginning, the beginning of your breakthrough. We have a decision to make. First, we could be the wounded warrior. The warrior that has scars and bruises and cuts on their heart. A warrior that has an open wound that just doesn't seem to heal. And as a wounded warrior, sometimes because we've struggled and dealt with the same wounds over and over and over, we can set up a throne in our hearts and in our souls for our resentment toward others. We set up a throne of anger. We set up a throne for our bitterness and they have full reign over your emotions and your decisions. Hurt and brokenness has become your identity and you make every decision for your marriage on your resentment. You make every decision for your family based on the hurt and anger you still hold in your heart. Wounds are making decisions for your soul. The wounds that were inflicted upon you, whether months ago, weeks ago, years ago, but were not able to let it go, and you are sitting on the battlefield wounded, not able to be used by God, because the wounds are making decisions for you. They're making the decisions. They're calling the shots. In Genesis 50, 20, we look at Joseph and at the end of everything he went through, he says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result. Joseph knew that even though he had wounds and even though he had pain and had gone through one of the most ridiculously hurtful seasons of his life over and over and over again, he knew that God, only God, had been able to turn those situations around and use them for good. 
The enemy may be out to destroy you and kill your family and devour the calling on your life. But I'm telling you, if you will today decide that you're no longer going to be a wounded warrior, but you're going to be gone, you're going to become a warrior that uses your wounds and your scars to show other warriors how to defeat the enemy and how to come back and bounce back from what seems like it's going to kill them. Stop looking at these cuts and bruises on your heart as wounds and look at them as wisdom. These wounds that the enemy has meant to kill you, God meant for good to bring about your present circumstance, your present future. Maybe not right now. Maybe you will look right now and you say, Lauren, I don't see the good in this. I don't see the good in this. But I'm telling you years from now, months from now, maybe even days from now, you can look back and see that the wounds had purpose. Not everyone was supposed to walk with you. Not everyone is going to have it in them to be strong enough to take the storms with you. Not everyone was supposed to fight the war with you. And it is time, warriors, that we stand up and stop fixating and obsessing over the relationship that was lost months ago and years ago. You're so focused on what hurt and the wound is that you don't even see what God is going to do and is already doing in your life. We focus on the people that hurt us or the people we lost but we're not looking at the people God has placed in front of you that is already praying for you and standing beside you in this war. Don't be so focused on the hurt and the bitterness and the wounds that you do not see how God is changing it around already. Be thankful God removed the weak and left the warriors who would grow and be strengthened with you. Warrior, it is time you dust yourself off. God isn't done with your story. Your destiny doesn't rely on what the latest rumor about you is. God is able to turn it around. Next, we can be a wasted warrior. Fear of what will happen if you're not good enough for the call. A fear of what if. The worry about your family and your children and your children's children or your marriage or maybe just your future if you're single. But the fear is so overwhelming that you would rather stay frozen in fear and not move one step in faith because it's more comfortable here. Exodus 7, we see Moses who had a colored past. He was He was a man who had anger issues that he struggled with his whole life. Even as a leader, even as a leader for God, he struggled with his anger. And his anger even led him to murder someone. He ran away from the very people he had grown up with because he did not feel like he was accepted or loved or that he felt so different from them. And even with an encounter with God and a burning bush... He still struggled to accept that he was good enough, that God had called him, that he had value even 
despite the past that had led him to where he was, God still chose him, not because of who he was, but God likes to pick the people that are messed up. Listen, I'm messed up. I'm flawed. I am so unworthy, but God chooses to use me so that he can make a testament of his love that people can see beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's God. Oh, that's not Lauren. That is God. I know it because I know who Lauren was. I know who you were, but God is doing a new thing in your life. Moses hears from God and Moses, even at the end, even with his flaws, And even with all of those flaws, he also struggled with not able to speak clearly, with having a stutter. And I can see Moses now questioning God. God, you know you have my heart. You know I love you, but why are you choosing me? Why are you choosing someone so flawed and sinful? Someone that has truly let my anger get the best of me sometimes and has truly done so many bad things. How? Why are you choosing me? And it says that God spoke to him and he said, listen, I will send you and I will give you the words to speak. And isn't it how God is? Isn't it amazing that when in our flaws and insecurities, God brings forth people to stand beside of us to fill in the gap? Moses not being able to speak clearly and in his insecurity of his stutter, God says, I will make you as God and Aaron as your prophet and he will speak for you. And so God brought about Aaron, Moses' brother, to walk with him as they go confront Pharaoh to let God's people go from slavery and captivity. And I can imagine this moment of Moses and Aaron walking into the room where Pharaoh is. And Moses being a scared man, flawed, feeling inadequate, walks up. And God tells him to put his staff on the ground. Now, it's nothing special. It was a stick. It was literally a stick. Some of you today may be saying, God, I feel so inadequate. All I have is a stick. All I have is this staff, and I don't think it's, it is just a piece of wood in my hands. But God is telling you, if you'll just let me work and put it down, put it on the ground in obedience, and watch what God will do. And so the staff, being just a staff in Aaron's hand, And in the presence of God, it changed into a snake. And I can see Pharaoh probably out of his pride. Well, I can do that too. His sorcerers, he commands his sorcerers to do the same. And they put their staffs down and become snakes as well. But the snake that came from Aaron's staff, the snake that God formed and created and allowed to be, swallowed up the snakes of the sorcerers. God showing that he is all powerful. And though the devil may imitate, God is the one that will always have the final say. God's authority is greater and more powerful. And no matter what the devil may try to convince you of, God has called you and equipped you for such a time as this, warriors. And it's time we stand up and trust that God's word is true, that he is not a liar, 
but that he has spoken over your life for you to stand up and say, God, I say, yes, that's my time and I will do what you ask me to do. It was in the moment that Aaron let it go was when it did what God wanted it to do, had created it to do for that time. The moment you lay it down and put it in God's hands, it will do what he says for it to do. And that same stick, that same staff, we can see God use a staff, and we can see God use the same stick parting the Red Sea and leading the Israelites to victory. And if you look in Exodus 15, 23, the Israelites and Moses and Aaron come to the pool of Mara. They've been in the desert. They're hot. They're thirsty. They're looking for water. And they come to this large body of water, this pool of Mara, which means bitter. Maybe today you're thirsting to death and haven't had any water to drink. Maybe you're even saying, God, I'm where you placed me, but I'm so thirsty and I'm standing here next to a pool, standing here next in in the calling you've asked me to be in, but the water is so bitter. What am I supposed to do? And in Exodus 15, 23, it says, when they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. But Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood and the Lord said, throw it into the water and the water will become sweet. So Moses being obedient takes another stick. (laughs) Does not matter what it is, what your talents, what your dreams are. In your hands, when you lay it down and let God have it, it will prove God's faithfulness. God's calling on your life is so real. When it's out of our hands and in his, it can do and be what he wants it to be. When Moses was obedient and took the stick and touched the water, the water became sweet and drinkable. You may be in a state, a place, you may be in a place right now in your call that you feel like God's called you where you are, to the church or ministry you're in, or to whatever place, even a job or your family, but you feel stuck, you feel thirsty, longing for nutrients, and you feel like you're where you're supposed to be, but you just don't see any drinkable water. But God is saying, if you will just put your trust in him. He will provide for you. He will give you everything you need. He will make that water sweet again. I believe there are churches all around our country that God is about to revive with new water, that the pools that you've been drinking from, from past revival is bitter, that the water is so old. It needs a refreshing, a new water, a a sweet water, a refreshing water. And I believe that God is going to pour out his presence, pour out his, on his people, a new fresh anointing, a new refreshing of water in the pools of his churches. Amen. When you take all that God has given you and you place it in his presence, it will not be wasted. Don't let your life be wasted because out of fear, 
or rejection. The moment you lay it down and put it in God's hands, it will do what he says he said it to do. And lastly, will you be a worshiping warrior? Worship creates an atmosphere of miracles. Worship may not change your circumstances, but it changes the heart of the worshiper. In 2 Chronicles 20, we see King Jehoshaphat receives a word from some people in the community of Jerusalem and Judea. And they say, listen, King, there is an army raging against us. They're coming. We don't know what to do. Isn't it just like people to bring us bad news or to push bad news in our face, bringing negativity or even doubt into our lives? But King Jehoshaphat did not take the bait. He looks to God and he reminds God of his power. Not because God has forgotten what he can do, but I believe Jehoshaphat wanted to remind himself to ease his own fear that my God is powerful. My God is holy. My God is the lion of Judah and he is able to deliver us from the enemy that is coming against us. In verse 12, Jehoshaphat is crying out to God, reminding him of his power. And then he says something so profound. King Jehoshaphat says, we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Lord. I pray that's our prayer today. God, I don't understand the circumstances. I don't see how I have any power against the giant coming against me. I don't see how I'm going to escape the army that is coming against me over the mountain. But I believe that you can deliver us. I believe that you're able. You're more than enough. And I will fix my eyes on you, Lord. And right after the Lord speaks. And in the community, the Lord gives a word to one of King Jehoshaphat's men. And he comes forth and gives a word from the Lord. And I want you to listen carefully, warriors. I believe with everything in me. This is a prophetic word for this day and age generation that is rising up to be a Christ, to be Christians, that is rising up to be warriors of the faith. And in verse 17, it says this prophetic word. The Lord says, you need not fight in this battle. Take your position. Stand and watch the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not worry about what tomorrow may bring. Do not worry about what is to come. But trust the word of the Lord that you need not lay a finger, raise a finger with your weapons, that he will take care of you. He will deliver you. He will deliver you from the enemy in the name of Jesus. And I believe that if you will just trust him, take your positions, warriors, and hold the line and watch what God will do. He says, stand and watch. What a front row seat to the defeat of the enemy. Amen. And then Jehoshaphat makes a decision. 
trusting God, taking God at his word, believing the almighty Lord. In verse 21, it says, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appoints worshipers to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out the, at the head of the army. Jehoshaphat takes God at his word and he said, you know what, what I want? I want us to praise God for the victory before the enemy even gets here. I want us to praise God because with his word given to us, we have victory and salvation. God is going to deliver us from the hands of the enemy. Hallelujah. And Jehoshaphat asks for the worshipers. He says, oh, no, no, no. All of our archers, no, you can sit down. All of our swordsmen, no, no, you sit down. I want the praise team. I want the worshipers. I want the ones that have worship in deep in their hearts that have so much to praise God for. I want them. I want our worshipers. And I not only want them worshiping, but I want them at the front of the line. I want them leading us into battle with worship. I want them leading us into this war with worship because God has said it. I believe it. And in verse 22, it says, as they began to sing in praise, hallelujah, the Lord set an ambush against the enemy and they were defeated. Yes, praise God before the victory even happens. Praise God before the enemy even comes against you. Worship God because when he speaks, when God gives a word, it will come to pass. And Jehoshaphat knew that the Lord was going to be their salvation and was going to take care of them. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what you may be facing in the coming weeks, when you begin to praise, things happen. When you praise, even in your if your circumstances don't change instantly, praise Him anyways. Hallelujah. Today we have a choice. Will you stay wounded, bound up by your struggles? Will you waste away and freeze in fear of the future? Or will you worship him? Will you bow down and worship him? Will you raise your hands in the middle of the midnight hour in your pain and worship him? Will you kneel down, put your face to the ground and worship God with everything in you? Because he's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray this word blesses you and encourages you, worshiping warriors, to keep fighting the good fight in worship. Let God bring forth a joy inside of you that is going to make no sense to people around you when every circumstance and every sign around you says you should be pitiful and lying down and just waiting to die. I pray that God just uplifts you with a joy unspeakable and full of glory and that you walk into this next week or month and you hold your head high, warrior. God is fighting this battle for you. You need not worry, but stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. Have a great week. God bless you. Love you.